Faith and Failures podcast. So Russell Brand has been known. Have you heard of Russell Brand? Russell Brand is a guy who is from the UK. He actually, I think I first saw him on a movie years ago that I'm not going to name because I just realized the name might be bad. I don't know. But he was on a uh, uh, Andy, I almost said Andy Minio. That's a Christian rapper. Um, what's the dude? Not Andy. Now I got that stuck in my head. Anyways, a comedian. He was a guy in a hotel. I think it was called Bedtime Stories. Adam Sandler. That's what I'm talking about. You see how much movies I watch now. Uh, Adam Sandler. So he was on one of his movies. It was a uh, He played a funny little part. And he has on, uh, well, on YouTube, he has uh, 6.71 million subscribers. And then also, I don't know what the number is on um what do you call it? Not YouTube, but the other guy, the other thing. Uh, he also, he live streams on there a lot. So he calls people out. Like he says, so he's like the UK version of Ben Shapiro and he's not Jewish. So now he is, uh, I understand. I am a Christian. What this guy believes is new age babble nonsense. Like he thinks we're all with the universe and all this other stuff. I don't, adhere to that. I don't subscribe to that kind of stuff because it's nonsense. It's borderline witchcraft. But this guy actually speaks out against the mainstream media talking about the sound of freedom and its success. So if you're watching this later, if there's any language, I bleeped it out. But if you're watching live, you're getting the real deal. Sound of Freedom is smashing it at the box office and is being attacked continually by the mainstream. Is that because it's a box office success? Is it because of QAnon conspiracy theories? Is it because it's a new emergent business model? Or does the establishment have something more serious to hide? He's a bit dramatic. Hello there, you 6.5 million awakening wonders. Thanks for joining me in this voyage to truth and freedom, a voyage we can undertake together in glory and success. New stories are being told. New economic models are emerging. New challenges to the monopoly of entertainment and culture. Whether you agree with their position or presumed (laughs) position or not, you have to acknowledge this is a significant, maybe even seismic shift in the way that entertainment is made, funded, promoted, and the way it reaches its audience. How has Sound of Freedom become such a success? Let me know why you went to see it. Is it because of the subject matter? Is it because you're excited that films are getting made that have a different relationship with the audience? We met with Jim Caviezel and Tim Ballard, and I'll show you an exclusive part of that conversation later. But first, let's try and understand the success of this film and have a little look at it together. Why are you doing it? Because God's children are not for sale. It appears that there's a cultural thirst for a film that presents an issue that you might imagine all people would agree on is worthy of attention. The trafficking of children appears to be more pervasive than people have previously thought and are willing to discuss. And it seems that American audiences in particular, and let me know how you feel in the comments, have a real appetite to see this story told. A story that is righteous, clearly connected to Christian values. Angel Studios also, of course, made The Chosen, which is a retelling of gospel stories. And as a side note, stars my friend Jonathan as our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, but was also my body double when I used to be in HBO's show with The Rock, Ballers. So I am able to say that Jesus was my body double. This job tears you to pieces. It's impossible to talk about Sound of Freedom without acknowledging that part of the mainstream avenue of attack is around the QAnon connection. Now, what 
is this QAnon connection? It seems that just people that like QAnon also like this film. Is this film inherently right-wing? Is there something particularly or especially conservative about it? In some ways, couldn't you say it's about rescuing Latino children and breaking down exploitation and sex trafficking is plainly bad? I'm very surprised now by the nature of the culture wars. Sometimes I find it difficult to track what side things are supposed to be on. That's actually why I refuse to participate in those categories and boundaries anymore. I do believe in freedom. I do believe in new economic models and ways of making content and entertainment. Obviously, we participate in it. And I can't help but feel that many of the attacks levelled at this movie are because this has bypassed the ordinary systems of promotion and production. This is not made by one of the big studios. This has not been promoted in the normal way. And it's still found a massive audience. I feel that the media in general are very threatened, obviously, by new independent media models because what they have is a kind of collective monopoly. I know collective monopoly sounds somewhat paradoxical. But what I mean is there's a sort of an easy tension between the media superpowers that make television and movies. And if you start to find ways where you can make content and say, look, we don't care if this is a popular subject or if you presume it has affiliations with particular political persuasions, which by the way, are allowed. People are allowed to be conservative. People are allowed to be Republican. People are allowed to be right wing. Just the same way as people are allowed to be Democrat. People are allowed to be liberal. People are allowed to be progressive. These things shouldn't be oppositional because if they are, that is tyranny. My assumption is, is that the mainstream media, as with our kind of content, doesn't like the emergence of this type of model. (laughs) The same way that the mainstream attacked Joe Rogan during coronavirus because of his outspoken stance on health, alternative medicines, and his willingness to have a variety of conversations on the subject of coronavirus and the handling of the pandemic, they obviously oppose the content, but they oppose even the concepts of Joe Rogan. They don't want there to be a Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is a real thorn in the side. This is comparable, I think. I really hope that the reason this film is receiving all of these criticisms and attacks is not because there's institutionalized sex trafficking to a degree where people don't want it spoken about. That's what do you think? What would be what would be a good explanation uh, that would explain why they're so bent on trying to suppress or trying to talk bad about something that is shedding light on this. Seems a little too on the nose, but... A terrifying concept to me. What is easier to understand is they are threatened by the economic model itself. I don't see what it is about this film that's an attack on anybody's values. I don't understand that at all. It seems like it's somewhat anti-deep state because it's a rogue and renegade figure that breaks away from bureaucracy in order to do what he believes was necessary to be done. The fact is, it's based on the truth. Like any movie that's based on the truth, there's extemporization, there's the collapsing of characters, there's the simplification and amplification of certain events and details. That's standard in any narrativization of true events. In a way, perhaps part of the reason this film has become such a phenomenon is it provides us the opportunity to talk about the nature of conspiracy theory and censored information. Conspiracy theories over the last few years have gained a lot of momentum. Some of these conspiracy theories might be extreme and some of them seem quite plausible. In particular, when you talk about QAnon, people start talking about Pizzagate or that furniture shop where people said it was a front for trafficking. And those might be some of the more outlandish.
outlandish aspects of the conspiracy theory world. I don't know. Let me know what you think in the comments. But in our country, the UK, there was an investigation into Westminster, the seat of our parliamentary power. That's the same saying Capitol Hill in your language. And presumed nefarious activity, the worst kind of nefarious activity that you can imagine. You're spot on. In fact, the subject of this film covers exactly that activity. And mm. mysteriously, about three prime ministers ago, which could have been an hour ago in our country, we'd churn through them. Like, they lost all the evidence. That doesn't make you feel wow. more comfortable that there is no such thing as conspiracy theories, does it? The fact that you still can't talk about the assassination of JFK, or at least you, you can't talk about it, you can't get access to the information, that there are aspects of the pandemic that are still heavily redacted <coughs> and controlled. Conspiracy wow. emerges out of clandestine spaces when there is no trust in authority. And the reason there's no trust in authority is because we live in a surveillance state with increasing censorship, information is being controlled with the creation of new categories. And when something like this emerges that's entrepreneurial and perhaps Christian, which is one way of looking at reality. I know a lot of you guys are Christian and I love Jesus Christ. People attack it. Say he loves Jesus Christ, but it's just another one of his. Anyway, so uh, the at the end of the last video where we actually looked at the trailer and he was talking about pairing with them, uh, the director, he actually went through, I think in an interview, he went through nine, I think nine different people before he got to Jim Caviezel because nine different people would turn it down. They didn't want to touch it. They thought it was a, uh, uh, what do you call it? A, um, like a biz, not a business killer, but a, a career killer. That's what I was thinking of. They, they thought that it was going to kill their career or they just was like, no, I'm not touching that. That's too controversial. We need more controversial things out there to, especially stuff like this, to spread light on things that are so dark. Saying, oh, it's to do with QAnon. Well, I don't know, man. It seems like that's a little bit of a stretch. It seems, too, that the whole area of conspiracy theory, when we're now investigating the truth of UFOs publicly, we might have to reappraise. Which I think is a mass distraction. But we'll go on. He's our attitude towards. And this is my one chance to put those pieces back together. Even though the subject is pretty heavy and dark, kind of like other Hollywood films, isn't it? I mean, it's like Taken, like the idea of a lone guy who's opposing the forces of corruption and going against the system. I mean, that's a really recognisable Hollywood trope. So why in particular has this garnered so much negative attention? Once again, I believe it's because it was promoted, ignoring the usual channels of promotion, i.e. this is almost like the Robert F. Kennedy of movies popularising itself without having to go through the traditional gatekeepers. It's funded without the typical Hollywood backers, and it contains a subject that evidently holds some tension in particular circles. It's a very extraordinary phenomena, this, and to see it conflated overtly with conspiracy theory is interesting. Let's have a look at this in more detail. Sound of Freedom, the crowd-funded film, moved up the box office ranking in its second weekend in theatres, a rarity for movies, and a sign of the strong support for the film, particularly from right-wing audiences, despite the scrutiny it has faced for its lead actors' ties to conspiracy theory. We spoke to Jim Caviezel. We'll show a bit of that in a minute. Sound of Freedom took home the number two spot at the box office this weekend, earning $27 million from Friday to Sunday and over $85 million overall since it opened in theater. That is crazy numbers. Like, that is ridiculous. That's awesome. It's on July the 4th, according to Box Office Mojo. That means there's going to be more films like this because it's an economic success. And this is proof of concept that yeah. there is a market for this type of content. So, of course, it's being attacked and smeared. Here's part of the fantastic conversation I had with Jim Caviezel and Tim Ballard. Let me know what you thought of it in the comments. 
can you tell me a little bit about the process of getting this film made? Uh, uh, Tim, tell us, tell us how you've come to be in this position and as well touch on stuff and why you believe it's so important that people see, uh, see Sound of Freedom. Yeah, great. So I spent 12 years as a special agent, undercover operator, uh, and I, I... So the guy, if you don't know kind of the story background, you have Jim Caviezel, that's the guy, he's the actor, and then the guy on the right, that is the actual guy that the whole film is kind of based on and uh, all that stuff. So you'll see that. We'd get deeper and deeper as the years went on, trying to find the root of the problem. Uh, eventually started getting overseas and started doing overseas operations. And in 2012, 2013, I was working a case in Colombia, got further than I was supposed to get, and they said, come home. And I said, I can't. I've made myself the bait. I've I've gone too deep. And um, and I, they said, well, then you have to quit your job if you want to continue the operation. Uh, and I did. And it was a very difficult decision. And uh, we, we we went ahead and my wife and I decided to quit. And and we finished the operation as, you know, private citizens, if you will. Uh, and uh, the operation was enormous. It, it, it ended on October 11th, 2014. That was my birthday, October 11th. Uh, the biggest operation, the biggest rescue operation that I think I've ever heard of. There was over 120 women and children rescued, 15 traffickers arrested. Wow. And the mainstream media in, in the United States, back when they, everybody thought it was still good to say child trafficking is bad, uh, they, 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 they reported. It's the craziest thing. It was all over the news. It, everyone was like, yay, we're helping kids. Um, and one of the producers, Eduardo Verastegui, Alejandro Monteverde, saw that clip of the mainstream media, and that's how they found me, ironically, through the mainstream media, and said, let's make a movie out of this. Nine years later, the same mainstream media is acting like, well, I don't think it really happened. Or, <laughs> I, I, it's the most bizarre uh, twist of events, uh, but that's, that's how it got started. And That's one of the things that the mainstream media has tried to do with this movie. I don't know if you've seen any of the interviews or not, but I think there's a guy on CNN, and he was talking about how that the uh, – he's like, well, it's not that big of a deal. They're kind of over-exaggerating. Like, follow me here. Like, if it's one child – if it's one little child, it's worth going through all the trouble to try to rescue, which he actually ends up doing in the movie. And they came to me and said, who, who do you want to play you in the film? And right out of the gate, I said, Jim Caviezel, hands down Jim Caviezel. I mean, it seems to me to be a pretty universal, uh, something around which we can universally agree that the safety of children is something that, we, that you know, it's not a divisive subject really is the safety of children and their protected status and the necessity of preserving childhood innocence doesn't seem to me to be controversial and so i'm i and obviously i can't ask you what the views of other people were but what's your motivation in making this film jim is it that you are were compelled by the story, compelled by the issue. It, it, does your own, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're, you're Christian, Jim, Does your own, was your own Christianity a factor? And do you think it's a particularly Christian story? Um, well, if you want to go to the biblical um, story, no greater love have you than give your, your life for another. No greater love. My involvement in this film, I have three children, all adopted. I was became very well aware of uh, nefarious activities, even in the orphanages and things around the world and the dangers that children undergo. And, uh, and so um, I feel like uh, I would 
in a heartbeat give my life for my family or my children and felt that I the, the dangers that they're going to undergo now um, and especially within the media that is not um, giving the truth of what's happening or uh, ignoring it that uh, I felt that this might be able to do something and Tim who's an incredibly uh, special human being sought me out for the for this because he saw the passion and he saw the Count of Monte Cristo and those were two films that was probably the first thing I saw him in was the Count of Monte Cristo that was that was a pretty cool movie look it up he liked and I didn't think you know being an actor when I was younger that this is where I was going to end up you know the oh that was also the quote uh, one of the quotes that was in that movie this guy in prison in the Count of Monte Cristo, he was saying, uh, I think Jim said to the old guy in, in prison, he said, I don't believe in God. And the guy said, that's okay. He believes in you. I don't know why that stuck with me, but that was such a cool, like little, like little saying I, it, it's pretty powerful. This is, but there was something there that was, uh, you know, doing the passion was like climbing Mount Everest on the hardest side of the mountain. And, uh, you know, um, I used to do comedies, Russell. Did you know that? It seems like a stretch today, mate. Sounds like you've got the weight of the world on your shoulders. So, plainly, Sound of Freedom has ruffled some feathers. It's caused some consternation and concern. Is that because of the economic model or is that because of the subject? Maybe it's a little bit of both. But that So what do y'all think? Do you think uh, the mainstream media, people in Hollywood, do you think they're freaking out because of... Uh, well, for instance, have you ever heard of Epstein Island? There's some people on that list that for some reason still to this day magically can't be found or proven or anything. It just, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Faith and Failures Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It would mean a great deal to me if you download, share, and subscribe so you can be notified every time I put out a new episode. Once again, thank you and see you next time on Faith and Failures. Faith and Failures.